Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, welcome to the Covenant and the Cross podcast. This is episode number 132. I am your host. Uh, pardon me, I am your host, Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International. This podcast is designed to help you understand the Word of God better, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, The Old Testament is the story of the covenant which God made with his chosen people, Israel, and the New Testament is the story of the cross, which signifies the fulfillment of the Old Covenant with uh, Israel and the formation of a new covenant with redeemed people from many nations. We always like to start out with the Word of God and the reading of it and today's passage of Holy Scripture is from Joshua chapter 9, verses 14 through 17, which reads, And the men took of their victuals, and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. And Joshua made peace with them, and made a league with them, to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. And it came to pass at the end of three days, after they had made a league with them, that they heard that they were their neighbors, and that they dwelt among them. And the children of Israel journeyed, and came unto their cities on the third day. Now their cities were Gibeon and Shephira and Beroth and Kerjath Jerem. Now regarding this passage, Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown wrote in their commentary the moldy appearance of their bread was, after examination, accepted as guaranteeing the truth of the story. In this uh, precipitate conclusion, the Israelites were guilty of excessive credulity and culpable negligence. 
in not asking by the high priestess Urim and Thummim the mind of God before entering into the alliance. It is not clear, however, that had they applied for divine direction, they would have been forbidden to spare and connect themselves with any of the Canaanite tribes who renounced idolatry and embraced and worshipped the true God. At least no fault was found with them for making a covenant with the Gibeonites, while on the other hand the violation of it was severely punished. At the end of three days, they heard that they were their neighbors and that they dwelt among them. This information was obtained in their further progress through the country. Gibeon was about 18 or 20 miles from Gilgal. Today's quote about the Holy Bible is from Dr. R.A. Torrey who said, God's word is pure and sure in spite of the devil, in spite of your fear, in spite of everything. And he is right. Beloved, our topic for today is titled, Give Us a King Like the Rest of the Nations. Part 7 from the book, the Promise and the Blessing by Dr. Michael A. Hovind of Dallas Theological Seminary. The next incident took place a short time after the first in basically the same location. Jonathan, Saul's son, and the one who would have been the next king was out in the ravine between the two camps. As he surveyed the situation, he suggested to his armor-bearer that they climb the cliff to the Philistine outpost to see whether God would work through them. In this event, Jonathan showed great faith. He recognized that God worked with just a few to win great victories, as evidenced by the account of Gideon. He also showed great spiritual wisdom while he was willing to walk into the Philistine camp in faith. He also wanted to make sure that when he did so, God was indeed with him. Rather than presume upon God, he suggested to his armor-bearer a sign by which they could be sure that God would be with them in this action. They would reveal themselves to the Philistine century and then base their actions on the response. Uh, the initial reaction was ridicule. The Hebrews are crawling out of the holes they were hiding in. This was followed by the challenge 
Jonathan was hoping for, come up to us and we'll teach you a lesson. Jonathan and his armor bearer climbed the steep cliff and soon were engaged in a fight. They killed 20 men in a short time. This abrupt action frightened the Philistines and they began to run. The Sins of the Fathers One of the tragedies of Saul's failure was that it affected his family. Jonathan was a man of faith and uh, integrity, and it seems that he would have been a better king than his father, perhaps as great as David turned out to be. Well, I must add, I don't know about that. but it seems as though he was better than his father. But, be, but because of Saul's failure, he did not get a chance. This calamity would serve to warn readers of the story that their actions affect those around them. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and thank you for this time together around your holy word and what we have learned help us to take heed to your holy word to love it to cherish it and to obey it in jesus christ's name we pray and for our sake amen